The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together, and nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck, and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Oh, and first pitch, crushing! Deep left field! This is Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. All right, we are into hour two here in our salary cap draft, and let's get caught up on the latest. Oh, we've got a big spender. Carlos Hernandez went for $1, who is a very late round sleeper candidate for the Kansas City Royals. I don't even know if he's going to be in their rotation. Somewhat interesting. He, he is kind of interesting. He throws hard. He's got a few different pitches. Looked good after, like, it's always interesting when a guy transitions from the, ro- the bullpen to the rotation and sustains their velocity gains. I remember, actually, speaking of the Royals, it was Danny Duffy who made a similar transition when he had his, uh, what is his second breakout when he was, you know, they had kind of given up on him. They moved into the bullpen. All of a sudden, he was throwing, like, 96. He moves back into the rotation and sustained it. So, that's... um. That's a potential undervalued aspect of uh, of pitching. This has been a real slow grind here for Wander Franco. He started slowing down in the mid-teens, and I thought he was going to go for a real good discount. But, you know, slowly climbing up there, made his way to... Back up pretty much right where he belongs, $20 is what he yeah. goes for. Made it up to 20 yeah. bucks. I've got him at 17 so a little, little pricier than I would go, but I'm down on him a little bit in this format specifically. Yep. Again... How much is he going to run? What's the power like? His first yeah. full season in the majors. I get it. There, there are question marks. Like you know who might be a pretty good comp for him actually is Brian Reynolds. And Brian Reynolds ended up going for what sixteen to Scott. Yeah. You know, obviously Franco has more upside if you know he makes a big leap. But I think the likelier outcome this season is that Brian Reynolds is better based on what we've seen from him. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I. I'm not personally willing to pay the premium for Wander Franco this season, I guess. I am willing to do it in a points league, for sure. Uh, the plate discipline is fantastic. He's going to walk quite a bit. Should uh, hit more doubles than home runs, you would expect. Okay, I thought I was about to win Xander Bogarts for 15 I bucks. I threw him out there, and I'm like, I don't even want him. I, I just wanted to start the bidding a little bit higher, so please, somebody. I mean, I would have taken him I, for I guess 15, everybody's but. in the same boat, because this is some reluctant bidding. Like, Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, come on, Chris. Everybody's plan didn't include Xander Bogart. (laughs) Somebody, get in there. They're getting in there. He's he's up to 20 now. So he's at least going for what Wander Franco did. This is so tough because I've got him as a $21 player. It's a good discount. Xander Bogart's going for the same price as Wander Franco is like, I know it's a salary cap draft and things happen, but that is like the best possible example of Wander Franco could be anything. He could even be Xander Bogart's. 
Like Xander I, I Bogarts. Think, I think the likely scenario is he is Xander Bogarts this year, for what it's worth. Ooh. I think that's yeah. really underselling Xander Bogarts. I mean, I know Xander, he wasn't great in the second half last season, but Xander Bogarts, like, he's hit like 294 years in a row. I, I think Wander Franco's an easy pencil him in for 290 kind of guy. Absolutely. As little as he strikes out. Yeah. yeah. I think batting average is very safe for him. And 20 homer power, like 20 Weird. to 25 homer power. If, that's what I think Bogarts is with the new ball because he hit 23 last year. His exit velocities are pretty middling. So I, I see him as 2025 homer guy. I don't think that's too much of a stretch for... It's, it's worth pointing out. Xander Bogarts, over the last four seasons, he took a big step forward in 2018. His 162-game pace, which, you know, obviously there are fraught issues with using full-season paces, but in his case, we're talking about the COVID season being the, the main thing holding his overall number back. 299, 30 homers, 102 runs, 108 RBI, 8 steals. Yes, maybe the you know the 33 homers in 2019 and the 28 to 30 homer pace in 2020 kind of stand out a little bit, but that feels really aggressive with Ronder Wander Franco. I would say. I think I think you're just a hater, Chris. I think you're a Wander Franco <laughs> hater. I think you're a Xander Bogarts hater. I think you're a Xander Bogarts hater. Xander Bogarts is awesome. People, I I don't understand. He, he's a great why. player, but he's his power is. He, he's not going to give you big power numbers in all likelihood. You guys are just haters. Everyone okay. hates on Xander Bogarts. <laughs> all right, let's catch people up. Since Xander Bogarts went for $20, Adam Duvall went for 4 Scotty snuck in there with a little Javier Baez for 15 bucks, And then Shane Bieber goes for 29 So $1 less than Walker Bueller and $2 less than Jacob deGrom, which, you know, makes sense. That would make him a late second, probably early third round kind of player. Uh, Scott, talk to us about Javier Baez. I think you have him for $17 on the site. Yeah, so I knew I was willing to go 20 on a second baseman, and he was there for 15 a guy who's going to help a little bit in stolen bases. So, you know, I'm actually, for, for somebody who's being in, intentionally unintentional about stolen bases this year, I'm actually doing well in stolen bases in this draft. I got Tatis, I got Teoscar Hernandez, I got Baez. Uh, you know, I didn't go for Whit Merrifield or Trey Turner or whatever. But if 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 this was a standard snake draft and I had accumulated this many steals up to this point, I would be ahead of my usual pace for sure. All right. Shane Boz went in the meantime. He went for four dollars. There was some news oh. about Shane Boz on Monday. Race manager Kevin Cash told reporters that Shane Boz underwent arthroscopic surgery on Monday to remove loose bodies from his right elbow and that he will resume throwing in two to three weeks. That seems pretty optimistic for someone who's getting uh, arthroscopic surgery. I mean, I guess it's not, you know, anything too serious, but... Well... Is he going to throw in two to three weeks? Really? Really? It's surgery on an elbow. Mookie Betts was dealing with loose bodies in his hip last year. And there's lingering concerns about that. This is a young pitcher, a 22-year-old pitcher who throws close to 100 miles per hour, who's having surgery during spring training, even minor surgery. Like, there's no such thing as minor surgery for a 22-year-old starting pitcher, right? No. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty scary stuff, Chris. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I considered throwing him out there up to five, and I ultimately ended up throwing him out there for three. Looks like 
someone went someone wanted to go for five for uh Boz, but he ended up going for four, so I don't know what we're gonna do. Looks like we're gonna leave it at four. So I think four four or five dollars is a is a reasonable place to end up with a guy uh you know, like like Shane Boz with that kind of upside. All right, we're gonna redo both of the last two here. Boz for four went for four. Pablo Lopez went for 21. I think that was a jump bid situation. 21. Jeez. Um, yes. So, Someone might get saved <laughs> from their from their Pablo Lopez bid. We have to redo Boz anyway because somebody got locked out. So we'll just redo both. All right. And he is at $5. So one more than he went for. Let's see here. I want to know what kind of commissioner Scott really is. All right. Lopez should be 21, right? I, I'm, I'm saying we're going to redo both because it was a it was a jump in situation and we <laughs> right, got to wait. But for it someone anyway. put him out there for twenty. That person oh shouldn't gosh. get bailed out. I'm I'm a nice guy, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was obviously way too much for Lopez. That's not so. what that's not what Chris said earlier. That's not what he said about you earlier, Scott. Somebody made a point to put a twenty dollar bid on Pablo Lopez. Someone else got jump bid on it. I'm just saying. Well, if if somebody wants to go twenty on him again, they can. But yeah, no, I, I mean it's I never use the bid up one button just because I would be horrified if that happened to me. Right. Uh, I only do it when you know it's the very end, and I, I can only go two dollars on anybody. That's like the only time I ever use the bid plus one button. Lopez was he looked great in his first start of the spring it was obviously spring training you know you don't want to take too much from it and the concern about him isn't that he's good i think we all agree that he's good concern is the shoulder the shoulder and just his ability to stay healthy in it oh my god texas is beating texas just beat cleveland 25 to 12 in baseball Yes, not in uh, the <laughs> okay. March Madness tournament. I was like, what? Oh, now uh, it all makes sense. All right, so that's why Scott threw Pablo Lopez back because he wanted to win him for 12 bucks. So mm-hmm. it all makes sense now. I'm playing the rest of the season under protest. <laughs> no, that's I, am, good, I am that's a good George Brett running out of the dugout. I've got Lopez for 12. Scott has him for 12 on the site. Uh, Carlos Correa is currently out there for 15. Make it 16. Jeez. And now never, I've never gotten so much backlash for <laughs> being being generous here. Generously stealing other players? Uh, <laughs> I was great. I'm, su- 17. I'm such a nice guy. I let myself get Pablo Lopez for 12. Yeah, that seems well, like... Whoever bidded 20 <laughs> on him last time could have done it again. I wasn't going to bid 20. SMH. That's about Scott. the right price for Carlos Correa. Scott has him for 17. I have him for 16. Mm-hmm. Chris has him for 18. So we're looking at about the right price for Carlos Correa. And now Logan Webb is up. And <laughs> Scott's jumping in. He's trying to find his pitchers. Yeah. I'm going to let this one go, though. He's up to 20 now. Oh, yeah. I have him at 21. So that's not really much of a discount. I think we're going to get better discounts here. I, I don't know. I, like, I may regret that Lopez bid. It's, you know, we may see, like, the U Darvishes of the world go for 12. U Darvish had a... Bidding's I think U Darvish gone. had a pretty awesome start on Monday as well. Pull that up. I believe it was three scoreless innings. 
five or six strikeouts, something like that. So pull that up, let you know. And yeah, Darvish, three scoreless, three hits, zero walks, six strikeouts. Pretty good. He was going up against a uh, not-so-great Rockies lineup filled with prospects and young players. So, eh. Good good on Darvish. See him healthy out there. Oh, this is going to hurt me. No, don't do Take it. Take it. Do it, Frank. I can't. Oh, oh my. You're going to do it? I mean, I can, but I already... Lindor I, for 15. I got story. I got story for 23. I didn't I didn't want to spend that much money. Field spot. Uh, yeah, Lindor, Lindor a little cheaper for Correa. $3 cheaper. That's That's... A good outcome for the person who got Lindor. I wrote down Story or Lindor as my shortstop. That's who I wanted. And I spent $23 on Story, and Lindor goes for 15 Ah, oh, that sucks. But the guy who won him is complaining. I <laughs> didn't want him. <laughs> Why not? It's a great price. Went for cheaper than Carlos Correa. I right, look. The Francisco Lindor uh, hate has gone too far. That's well, I, what I will say. I, I don't think I don't I haven't heard much hate except for me. And I, I'm even saying fifteen is too low. So uh, maybe this is the beginning of the discounts. Okay. Maybe pa- this is where we're seeing all that oh, those overbuys Patrick Corbin earlier just, coming into play. Patrick Corbin just went for a dollar to Jason Austin. I Wow, Jason Austin has a lot of players already. <laughs> he has all of his pitchers. Mm-hmm. He's been uh he's been quite aggressive. Garrett Cole, he's, he's got he, Julio Arias. Scott Barlow, Patrick Corbin, Mitch Keller, Jordan Romano, David Bednar, Nestor Cortez, and Carlos Hernandez. Yeah, so the problem here is he can't draft another pitcher until the reserve rounds. And no. so while he's got some interesting guys, you know, there are guys like Carlos Hernandez and Nestor Cortez, and I think you could even throw Mitch Keller in there who, you know, there there are interesting things about them, but you know, even if you get those guys for a dollar or something like that, you know, not having any more flexibility with your pitching staff when you have money is, I, I think, not necessarily worth it there. That is fair. Uh, all right. What else is going on here? John Carlos Stanton went Great for $12. That's. Yeah. What do you project Stanton for, Chris? I'm surprised. You I got him at 19. Him. Honestly, I, I wasn't looking. <laughs> Oh. I didn't realize he was up. I, I, that's that's my bad. I messed up. Oh, geez. All right. Well, another good buy there for for Greg Lathrop again, our defending champion. Got Lindor for fifteen, Stanton for twelve. I, I think I think we're seeing it. I think we're seeing the yep. transition from overpays to underpays here because Lindor at fifteen, Stanton at twelve, Chapman, Aroldis Chapman here is going for eleven. Now, I haven't projected for 12, but most closers go for more than I project them for because yeah. I intentionally have closers push down my rankings. Yeah, it's so, interesting. It's starting. It starts. It starts now. And you know who's up? Sandy. Sandy Alcantara. Let's see where this goes. Hopefully, I can win him for a buck. Oh, no, it's not going to happen. Jeez. <laughs> uh, all right, he's up to 18. <laughs> Will he go higher? How much yeah. higher is the question? Oh, no, come on. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> uh, he's up to 23, 24. Well, it's, it's, it's what it should be. This is, this is not going to be one of those discounts. Oh, jeez. I, I, I think it's the 10 to $15 range or, or maybe the... Oh, well, I, I think it's not the starting... Range. I think it's more not the starting pitchers. Oh, yeah, well, starting pitchers, we're under... 
valued earlier, but I guess everybody still needs them. All right. Yeah, because like what we've seen, I get, like Logan Webb for 20 is fine, but it's not a crazy discount. Pablo Lopez for 12, again, that's fine. Um, so I, I think pitchers have mostly held steady. Man. Or starting pitchers, at least. Relievers, not so much. Sandy Alcantara goes for $27. That's that's an example of you know potentially people seeing it as a maybe the end of a tier. Um, I don't have it ranked that way, but yeah, twenty seven is um, quite quite a little bit more than I have him for. Here you go, R.J. White just nominated Jesse Winker straight to eight, and he got him. He got him. I project Winker for twelve, but I'm not eager to draft him now that he's with Seattle, which I don't mm-hmm. think is a great situation for him. And uh, hard, to, hard to argue the price. Yeah, Winker for eight. Uh, just getting back to Sandy real quick. Scott, you and I both have him for 27, so it's a fair price for this format. But, oh, geez, I thought I could have got him for cheaper. You know what has happened? And, you know, I tell everybody not to do this, but I like the players that I want, they're being thrown out at the wrong time. They're, they've, they've been the end of the tier for players that I want, and ultimately that's led to those players going for more money than than I want them to, more money than they should go for. Uh, so that that's a lesson to all of you out there. If you want a player, either throw them out earlier, well, don't wait, because if they're the last player in that tier, they're going to go for more money, most likely. Uh, all right, Casey Mize goes for three bucks. Jorge Polanco went for 15. All right, kind of snuck that one by. It's not a bad, not a bad price for Jorge Polanco. And Chris, you're up. You're up, good sir. Who will you nominate? AJ Pollock. AJ Pollock. Pollock. I believe he got scratched from the lineup on Monday. Wow. AJ Pollock, not currently healthy. Shock. (laughs) Who would have thought? General soreness. He's fine. Was hoping I could sneak him through. Would Would have been nice to sneak him through for a dollar. Wasn't sure I'd be able to do that. But AJ Pollock has been awesome over the past two seasons. Counting stats aren't going to be great, um, but he's got like a 900 OPS the past two seasons. So, you know, nice player to have um, for for two dollars. And you know, one thing that's nice about getting someone for a dollar or two dollars early in your draft, especially if it is someone you like, like I do with Pollock, is there's a little certainty there. You know that that you know how much you have left to spend. And, um, you know, I, I, I like locking something in like that, even if like maybe I could have gotten Pollock for a dollar later. I don't know. Um, but in, in terms of the strategy, you know, there's, there's value in that certainty as well. All right. Aranola going up to 27 as well. So the same price as Sandy Alcantara. And, you know, that, that's like an early to mid third round player. So I guess it makes sense. And just like that, the next player thrown out, Lucas Giolito. Oof. I'm going to go ahead and guess he's going to go for right around $27. <laughs> that probably makes sense. RJ did his uh, little famous jump bid to 25 and Got to then... be honest, feeling good about Kevin Gosman at 21. All right. In light of those, uh, I know, you know, we probably all have Gosman ranked a little lower than Sandy, Giolito, and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Nola. Nola. Um, I've got G- or, or I've got Gosman right in that range. So feeling pretty good about that one. 
And I wound up with Lucas Gilito. So RJ jumped him up to 25. I bid one more and no one else jumped in. So get him for $1 less than Nola and $1 less and than this uh, is Sandy. Exactly the trend I expected. You know, once we started talking about maybe the values were coming, not at starting pitcher. Starting pitchers are pretty much going for what they would at any other point in the draft. You know, if, if, Sandy Alcantara and Aaron Nola had been nominated in the first 15 picks, they probably would have gone in the high 20s. Right. Uh, I think the best values at starting pitcher have been the early round highest. pitchers. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. Guys. yeah, Chris, I mean, you wound up with Scherzer for 33. I mean, in hindsight... Yeah, Scherzer and Gosman for 54 combined, I'm very happy with. In hindsight, I'd rather have Scherzer for 33 than uh, winning Giolito for 26. So... I think it's a good buy on, on your part. And Garrett Cole, I think, went for 38. And uh, Burns went for 35. So I think the high-end starting pitchers were re- mm-hmm. represent the best values so far in this draft. All right, Marcelo Zuna is out there for uh, six bucks. Not anymore. It's up to seven. Yeah, I think now that it's abundantly clear he's going to be an everyday player for the Braves, he's moved way up the rankings. I have him 29th in my outfield rankings right now as a $12 player. Chris yep. gets him for nine. Yeah, I thought about going yeah. to 10. It's a good buy. Yeah, I've got him for 12 too, so. I like it. I like it. This should be a fun one. Spencer Torkelson thrown out for a buck. I think his counterpart, Riley Green, went for seven? Seven earlier on? Seven or five. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I, I'm not going to get him in this draft, but... Spencer Torkelson is definitely somebody I need to start prioritizing. I just I have no idea who else plays first base for the Tigers. What what probably yeah. happens if he doesn't win the job is Jonathan Scope moves from second to first, and they play somebody dumb like Willie Castro there <laughs> um, until oh. Torkelson's ready. And that's that's kind of also true uh, of center field for them, right? Poor, they, poor they, yeah, Castro. they have Victor Reyes for center field yeah. with Riley Green. <laughs> I feel like there's more momentum for Torkelson because Miguel Cabrera's like talked about how he wants him on the team and everything. But Riley Green, between the two, actually had the better numbers at AAA last year. So we'll see. It could be both. Scott, I know that you've recently moved Spencer Torkelson up your ranks. I did the same thing. I moved him up to 23 in my first base ranks. Um, and that makes him a $3 player, and he just went for 7 So, you know, a little bit more than that. Same price as his teammate, Riley Green. And now Corey Seager is out there. And he is up to uh, $13. See where this one winds up. Scott versus Chris. Mm. 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 Okay, Correa went for 17. Seager is exactly at 17, now 18. He should go for more. And it doesn't always work out that way in these salary drafts. Right. Because of the timing of of nominations and everything. But I, I, it looks like Seeger is going to go for more or less an appropriate price here. He's, he's at Wander Franco's cost now, $20. Yeah, yeah I've got him at 24 so Xander that, Bogarts, at this point in the draft, that feels reasonable. Bogarts was a really good buy at, I think, same price, right? 20 bucks. I mean, I'd rather... This guy hates it. I'd rather <laughs> have Seeger. I think Seeger has more upside. I... I do have Bogarts one spot ahead, but they're basically okay. even for me. Yeah, I, I like I that. I was buy saying Bogarts. <laughs> uh, Lindor, too. I, look, 15 bucks for Lindor. I'll keep going back to that. It's too cheap. Too cheap. All right, Rysel Iglesias is out there. Another closer. One of the top closers in the game. And he's all the way up to nine bucks. 
see where this one winds up. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Is that 12? We need to have... We need to ha- save our talking for when the bidding is happening as opposed <laughs> to right after the player is won. Um, yeah, I think... So Josh Hader hasn't been nominated yet. So we'll see if he ends up exceeding Liam Hendricks' $21. Right now, Liam uh, Iglesias is at 15 after Emmanuel Class A went for 16 So relative to each other, you know, they, they basically went like they should, but relative to other closers, Iglesias and Class A both seemed a little bit discounted. And he yeah. went to the champion. I'm not the champion, but uh, Rysel Iglesias, I won him for 15 bucks. What, what that tells me is at least for our own room oh, here. I'm supposed to nominate a player. Whoopsie. At least for our own room here, um, people want saves, but they're not willing to pay a few dollars extra for the yeah. more dominant save sources. They just want saves. Yeah, so I had around, I wrote 15 to $17 for, I, I wanted a you know a top eight-ish, top 10 closer, and more than happy to get Riceley Glacius for that price, who I have as the third ranked yeah. closer this upcoming season. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I have Class A slightly ahead of them, him, but, um, you know, 15 is... I'm low on closures, and I have him as a $15 player. So at this point in the draft, that's probably a pretty good value. Mm-hmm. All right, Jose Altuve went for 19 bucks, And RJ throwing out Zach Greinke for two. What do you say, Scott? You got three? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like my Pollock <laughs> buy, where it's just, you know, lock in a little bit of a, a little bit of price certainty on your roster for a guy that... You know, if you got him for a dollar, you'd be happy. Well, $2 is only $1 more. <laughs> I think I'm good at I think by the time we get to the end game, the the thought of Granky for $3 will seem ridiculous just because of the the quality of players you can still get for $3 at that point. Just based on the way this has played out with the um you know, people spending big early. I mean, Granky for 2 is one thing, but Granky for 3 not willing to do it. All Just right. One more dollar. Yeah. I'm good at math, guys. It doesn't sound like much. <laughs> it doesn't sound like much with like a Freddie Freeman, but for a Zach Granke, one dollar more it's is a lot. Fifty percent more. Yeah. I'm really right. good at math, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Ray went for twenty four dollars and now Tyler O'Neill is thrown out there coming off of a breakout season. Some power, some speed, lots of strikeouts. Honestly, I have no idea where to rank Tyler O'Neill. I, I have him 50th overall as a $20 player, and it's just like, I kind of just feel like I just put him there, and I just didn't, I just haven't thought about it since. Mm-hmm. Like, there's upside beyond that for sure. There's a lot of downside. There's a lot of ways things can go wrong. I feel like Tyler O'Neill might be a better example of the argument I've made against Austin Riley of how things can go really, really wrong and we're kind of paying for a premium for the version that things went right. But I think O'Neill has even more upside than Riley, you know, because he could be potentially a 20 steel guy. That's a good price. He, he goes for $14. So if he could stay on the field, I know he's dealt with some injuries, um, but man, the, the talent, the power, the speed, you look at Statcast, the max EV and the sprint speed, it's, it's massive for, for Tyler O'Neill. So Nice buy for $14. And now I, Dalton Varsho gets thrown out there. 
I think I'm regretting my non-bid on Altuve for 20. I had room for another $20 player and I overlooked it. This is a good part of the draft to be looking for hitting help. You know, like if you if you passed on like Scott, like Frank did, if you passed on the first and second round type of guys, you can get a lot of fourth and fifth round guys for, you know, really 14 to 20 right now when they, you know, should all be 20 plus probably. All right, Scott, you wound up with Dalton Varsho for 10 bucks. So you got Varsho and Salvador Perez combined $42 there on your catchers. And man, yeah. like this is more speed than I'm, I'm used to you seeing on your team, Scott. I agree. I it sounds like Dalton Varsho is going to be basically the everyday center fielder, backing up at catcher as well, so he'll make occasional starts there. But a catcher eligible player playing every day somewhere else and having the ability to steal bases, like in this format 5 by 5, I'm not sure yeah. he isn't the catcher I want the second most to Salvador Perez. So I will definitely Take him at that cost. All right, Josh Hader goes for $19. Again, Liam Hendricks earlier went for 21 I got Rice Iglesias for 15 So 19 sounds about right for Josh Hader. Uh, and now Chris Bryant is out there. And he's yeah, up 12 Just, just signed with Colorado, so we've been talking him up since then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lot, lots to like. Like I said, this is a really good time to be filling out your hitter spots. Because <laughs> Chris Bryant probably should be closer to a $20 player. And he's going to end up there. No no discount on Chris Bryant. Um, so, so, yeah. I was that's wrong fine. about that. And that's fine. That's where he goes. To, no, he's up to 21. All Nine, right. Yep. Okay. Very, very sneaky. Um Jose Altuve again went for 19, so just to put that in perspective, uh, Chris Bryant goes for 21. That is the final price for Bryant. And Corey Seager went for 20. I think that's probably maybe a couple dollars extra on Chris Bryant, but you know he's in the news right yep. now. So that basically, look, he's being valued as a, a top 50 player now, and I, I yep, don't think that's, be. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, now that he's yeah, in Coors I Field, I so. think a 300 average with 30 home runs. I'll. I'll be a little disappointed if he doesn't get to that. He, he's, I, I think he has the potential to be what Nick Castellanos was last year. Yeah. Uh, but with more walks in leagues where that matters. All right. Cattell Marte is the next player up here, and he's currently at 17. No, make that 18. And yeah, so he's not really going to go for a discount either. He is not. Well, depends who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> Some what of us you, think he might be a $26 player. Wow. Ooh. So how high is he? So he's well ahead of Chris Bryant for you then. Yes, he's my number 36 overall player. Wow. All right. I love Cattell Marte. And I wound up with Because I, I would be disappointed if Cattell Marte didn't hit 315. With 30 home runs? I don't know about 30 home runs in Chase Field. Chase Field's an especially hard place to hit now uh, for power. But 30 home runs certainly isn't off the table. Mm-hmm. And I jumped in, and I wound up with Cattell Marte for $19. I like it. To this point, I have P. Alonzo, Cattell Marte, Trevor Story, and Luis Robert. And then I have Giolito and Rice Iglesias as my two pitchers. So look at that. We are an hour and a half in. I've got six players. I I don't know if that's good. It's probably not good. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Kyle Schwarber. 
is out there. The beefcake, Scotty. Yeah, I don't know that I have the money for him, but we'll see. We'll see what the bidding gets up to. All righty. I, can, I, mean, I, can I would make, guess you guys have him changes. for around 15. Yes, exactly. Yeah, That's I've got him at 17. Yeah. So I've got him. Given where hitter prices have been in the last handful of picks, you know, you would think 12 would make sense, but he's up to 15 now. So, yeah. No discount on him, no discount on Chris Bryant. There will be discounts. I am trying to be. Dalton Varshow, I was willing to splurge for because I think he's a one of a kind player. So I got him for 10, which I told myself going in. If I I told myself coming in, if you can get Varsho for 10, do it. So I listened to myself. All right. I had Um, to, I had to do a double take to make sure that name was correct. But Miguel Cabrera has just been thrown out for a dollar. You know, one thing I will say is Miguel Cabrera is a player who it's a shame that the shift, uh, the shift changes aren't in effect now because I feel like he's been impacted by the shift a little bit and his quality of contact metrics are actually still pretty good. Like it wouldn't surprise me if we got one, I I hate this term, but dead cat bounce season from Miguel Cabrera where like he's not amazing, but he hits like 265 with 30 homers. Ooh. Oh, I tried to bid. I was looking Scott. at Nolan Arenado going there for fourteen. I tried to bid, Scott. Oh, did you get locked out? Yeah, it wouldn't let me. All right, yeah, let me see if we can redo that. Oh, come on. It's all good if if no no no, no no no. Uh, all right, yeah, Arenado was at fourteen, and uh, Ryan Presley was the next player. But I think we're gonna have to redo this. Thank you, everyone, for hanging yeah, we out. We had multiple people locked out on Arnado, so he's not going to go for 14. Yep. 200 people here watching us live on YouTube. We appreciate you. Hit that thumbs up. Like if you haven't already. If you're just kind of scrolling in here for the first time, subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash today. We do usually at least one mock draft per week. This is not a mock draft. This is a real draft. We are playing this out. We do our full-length podcast Sunday through Thursday evenings as well. Uh, we throw FBT and 5 on the channel, so... If you haven't already, please subscribe. Let's have some fun. Nolan Arenado, throw him back out there. All right. Let's see what this gets up to because it sounds like some people uh, wanted to get in on the bidding here for Nolan Arenado. All right. So now he's up to 16 right away. Do you want to go 17, Frank? You locked Uh, down now? Do it. Do it. Okay. That's a pretty good price for Arenado. Yeah. Well, not a really good price for Arenado. I didn't really want him. He's not who I have written down at third base, but... When I saw him at 14, I was like, you know what? I'll jump in, but not at 17. Come on. Who would do that? That's way too much. Just kidding. Uh, all right. Ryan Presley is the next one up. Another closer here. All right. Someone do something. <laughs> I thought he was going to go for a buck. I, I just, I, I have to mention, I just saw this tweet go by. It's Bill James, top 10 starting pitchers. Uh-oh. Max Fried is number three. And... Ranger Suarez is number 10. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Father Ranger. Of, what's his nickname? What's Bill James' nickname? The godfather of sabermetrics. Why is he a godfather and not just a regular father? <laughs> regular father is like a bigger deal than a godfather, right? Forefather. Oh, all right. Mm. I've got a... That's the term they use Mm-mm-mm. about the... George Washingtons. Let's see. Uh, 
All right, we'll throw this guy out there. Brandon, Brandon Lau. Lau. For a buck. Yeah. And for, for, our, for our listening audience, you should probably say the name of that guy. That is, when yes. When you throw him out there. Brandon Lau is the one that I threw out. Ryan Presley went for $12. It seems like a pretty fair price for him. And I'll let you know how much Brandon Lau goes for. But before then, let me tell you about a new show coming to Paramount+. Plus. Some of you definitely played the game when you were younger. Earth's most advanced warrior, Master Chief, must defend humanity from the alien species, the Covenant, while unlocking dark secrets from his past in the new Paramount Plus original series, Halo. Stream it March 24th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com slash Halo to try it free. And as someone who grew up playing Halo, I'm very excited about this. I'm uh, still playing Halo. <laughs> you know, Chris, I got Halo for Christmas and I, I just haven't had the time to play it. I haven't played the campaign yet, but the online multiplayer is very good. I, I played that a I'm few times. I'm having a good time with that. It's fun. It's a good game. But man, there's so many games to play. Pokemon came out. It's, uh, there's so much going on. Anyway, Brandon Lau. There's a draft going on. He went for $17. $1 more than Nolan Arenado. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I uh, had a feeling Brandon Lau was going to be the first that goes for like shockingly cheap just because of the, the playing time issue in Tampa and the batting average liability, but it didn't happen. 17 is... It's fine. It's it's fine, yeah. Duh. Oh man. Now do I wanna go fifteen Alex on Bregman Alex Bregman is who's up? Uh, yeah, I should, Frank uh, had him at thirteen dollars. He was frustrated that he couldn't get him. He's gone up to fifteen. Folks, this is riveting stuff. Yeah. Ah, right, oh, well. Frank's not going to get him at 15. That's Christmas it. jumps in for a sixteen dollar. We're uh, we're punting at third base. Great job. Worth Frank. remembering two years ago. Uh, Alex Bregman was a $40 player in a lot of uh, salary cap drafts. What was wrong with us? We were nuts. I'm pretty mm. sure I was driving that bus. So, Well, not bad. I, I quoted you in one of my pieces recently talking about your 2020 third base preview. 2019. Or, wait, yeah, 2020. No, going into 2020. 2020. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. you said you've never seen a position in your 20 years covering fantasy sports. Yep. That was deeper than third base. And I don't say, I don't bring that up to criticize Scott. No. It's, it's mostly changed. just to point out how far things have gone, but also, you know, how recent, how li- little removed we are from an era where we thought third base was historically deep and how, I don't know, I, I'm starting to think we're going to get there. I don't yeah. think third base is going to be a disaster between Bobby Witt likely having third base, Chris Bryant getting to Coors Field. I think third base is it's going to be okay. Yeah, we you know you mentioned it we'll I, like you know things are getting better. Josh Donaldson traded over to the Yankees. I mean, if you play on Yahoo, Wander Franco's third base eligible. I'm pretty sure. So that that helps too. Fair point. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, while we were talking, went for ten dollars. Seems like a. Mm-hmm. Very fair yeah. value for, for nice Hanniger. discount. So we yeah. saw Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton go for, he was discounted a few bucks as well. So it's that, that's the range right there. I don't yeah. know where that is in my, I guess right around pick 100 in my rank. Yeah. This is where we're seeing yeah, the discounts I, applied. Ozuna for nine. I have him 119 overall, I think. So probably that same type of range. Cruz for nine is Solid. a little bit of a premium, I think. Thank you, Chris. Relative. 
All right. <laughs> I, I expected him to go for less. Yeah, but I I haven't projected for ten. He went for nine. But now I'm now I'm looking for players who go for under what I project them for, like well under. All right, Nelson More than Cruz. One I've got Nelson Cruz for eleven, and I snagged him up for nine. Can he play third base? I don't think so. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And Charlie Blackman. Chris throws him out there for two bucks. Might win him, Chris. I hope that's what you want. Again, trying to do the uh, AJ Pollock... See if I can sneak him through and, you know, lock in some some price certainty for a player who I think is going to be, ah, someone oh. jumped in for three. Oh, well, that was didn't weird. reset. That was weird, yeah. I, I wasn't going to go four. I can't imagine anyone else is, so it's fine. Uh, but I would have been happy to get Charlie Blackman for two. He went for three. Perfectly fine to let him go, too. <laughs> All right. But I, I do Broke. think Charlie Blackman's going to hit, you know, 275 to 280. He's probably going to score a decent amount of runs. I don't think you're going to get a ton else from him, but you know you can do a lot worse for a two dollar player. Chris, are you only targeting outfielders that are over 35 years old? No, no, no. Juan <laughs> Soto's young. I know, yeah, but uh, you got Marcelo's in is not 35. You got Pollock, right? Yeah, I don't. Is George Springer 35? Mm. He's only 32. See, all right. Close I enough. only have one under 30. But only one over 35, too. All right. It balances out. You know, you got Juan Soto in there, so definitely helps. Yeah. All right, Willie Adonis is out there for $9. He's now up to 10 11 12 Yeah, that's... He's not going for a discount either. Nope. Yep. This won't be like the head-to-head points version where he went for $3. Mm-hmm. Not 12 is what he goes for, so... 12 all right. I, I had the $11 bid, and somebody went just one more than I was willing to do. Yep. Okay. And we yep. we all have them for $12 on the site, so. There you go. Solid. All right, let's try this one. Let's try a little, another guy who's been in the news. One Joshua Donaldson. You know, Josh Donaldson's been in the news. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> the perception is his value is improved with the Yankees. I'm not... So sure that's true, but it, it, it does that. That seems to be what the, where the consensus is right now. So there was a jump bid straight to five after I nominated him. Mm. I have him projected for four. Front I've got him for seven, but you know, obviously once you're talking about, you know, 115 picks, <sighs> what happened, happened again? Another, did you want to go up to eight, Frank, on Donaldson? Uh, I might have. Be honest. Be honest. Yeah, I might have. I don't. Yeah, I I just saw it happen so fast, so I I know it didn't yeah. reset. But you can- yeah, this is uh this is turning out to be a great advertisement for our <laughs> our salary cap draft program here. So we're gonna redo. We're gonna redo Donaldson here. All right. We'll throw him out. Joshy Boy. Here he is. 
Here he is. Don't let me down, Frank. Go straight to eight. Um, all right. Mm, should I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, right, I'll, throw him out. I'll throw him out to all eight. Right, I'll, I'll put him out at eight. And if anyone else wants him, he's yours. Any takers for nine? No. All right. I'm all right with that. I have Josh Donaldson exactly at uh, $8 in the rankings. And he will be my uh, starting third baseman. Don't love it, but uh, we shall see. Speaking of third base, Max Muncy, just thrown out there, started at third base on Monday, made his spring training debut for the Dodgers. I'll check out what he did. Um, But third base. So they're really putting that arm to the test. They sure are. Well, it's his non-throwing arm. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know that they, I don't know. I mean, I guess they want him to get some practice in the field leading up to the start of the season. So they can use him there if they need to, but they don't really need to use him there anymore because they have Freddie Freeman at first, obviously. And one of Chris Taylor and Gavin Lux is going to be in the lineup every day at second base. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It, It sounds like Muncie will only have to play the field occasionally. Yeah, Universal DH now with the Dodgers, and Max Muncy goes for $10. Mentioned he made his debut on Monday. He went 0 for 1 with a walk and a strikeout. Uh, I haven't seen anything bad about him, so I'm going to assume that he came away okay so far. And Jose Abreu is the next player thrown out there. We are approaching two hours in, and... I have, uh, man, I have Donaldson and Nelson Cruz. That's, those are two old guys on the same team. <laughs> Things went a little sideways here. Jose Abreu is up to 11. Chris is in. Kind of. Let's see how high he goes. He is at, surging past 15, so not a discount there either. I've got him for 22. Okay. But not willing to go to 16 at this point in the draft. Seems like a very I, fair price. I do need to keep some powder dry because I don't have any speed. So that's um, you know something that I'm going to have to keep in mind. I, I should have gone an extra dollar on Outer Belgium Odyssey. <sighs> I wasn't paying close enough attention. Uh, Jose Abreu again went for 15. I've got him at 17. Scott at 18. Chris has him at 22. Goodbye for RJ White. And At this point, when I see a name like Josh Rojas nominated, I know it's Jason Austin who nominated him. <laughs> like, I don't even have to look. Does he? He is. Does he only have one dollar bids available? He's got a max bid of five. Oof. Same thing for. But he only has three lineup person. spots left. So. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Christian Yelich thrown out there. Next name up. It's a mixed bag because he's won a lot of those low-end $1 players by throwing them out there. So, so you know, just because he has a full lineup at this point and not much money, it doesn't mean he has a lineup full of studs. Yeah. Unfortunately for him. All right. Yelich is up to 12 bucks. Scott is in. Chris is in. Chris now at 13 I have the rankings up, so I know exactly how much he's worth. And... <laughs> Boom. Uh, Chris gets him for $13. How do you feel, was, Chris? That's, that's a discount for me. I've got him as an $18 player, but I am higher on Christian Yelich uh, than pretty much anyone. I am 
I think the only person I've broken the fantasy baseball community's unspoken pledge to rank Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger back to back. I I have Christian Yelich about a round higher than Cody Bellinger, but uh, yeah, yeah. A- wish ADP it had been a little cheaper than thirteen at this point. ADP has them about a round apart, so. But Bellinger's ahead, right? I think Yelich is ahead. Could be yeah, wrong. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wish I'd gone fourteen there. I was hedging. Looking at the looking at the hitter options remaining, now, there are still a handful that are better than Yelich, but it's unlikely I'm going to have the funds for them. It's it's unlikely they're going to go for less than 14. That's for sure. And you know, none of them probably have the upside he does. Blake Trinan went for eight bucks while we were talking. Too. That was a really good buy. That was a really good buy. Yeah, I like that. I think Taylor Rogers earlier went for ten or something. I'm trying to bid. Just letting you know. All right, there you go. Goes through. I was trying to, too, but I don't know that I want to go 11. So you got that $10 bid in first, Frank, for Cody Bellinger. Oh, snipe at the last man. You should go 12. (laughs) That's your guy. Come on. I went 13. It's only right. (laughs) And so far, so good. Will anyone in? Anybody else jump in? No. All right. I got Cody Bellinger for 12 buckaroos. All right. And, and these are guys, these are other players who are right around pick 100. So I think we found the range like 75 to 100. They still tend to go for face value. Okay. Friend Mul Reyes. Go ahead, Scott. What were you going to say? Here's where the discounts are being applied. Uh, Fran Mul Reyes is at seven. Uh, for reference, I won Nelson Cruz at nine. So th- these are, you know, outside of Otani, these are the other two util only bats that you're really focused on in the top 150 or so. Uh, Framel Reyes now up to 10. Uh, going once, going twice. I'm actually a so, little bit surprised that Framel Reyes didn't end up being uh, cheaper than that because he just feels a little overlooked this season. Yep. Uh, Chris, who would you rather have, Framel Reyes or Nelson Cruz? They went for you know 10 and $9 respectively. I do have Nelson Cruz a little bit higher, um, but I think both are great. I think there's more upside for Nelson Cruz in batting average is is the big difference. All right. Brandon Belt was thrown out there for a dollar, now up to three. I assume he'll be someone's corner infielder. It's a solid pickup. And sold for three. Yeah, look, when he is on the field, he's great. Brandon Belt. So, like the Giants have done with many other players the past couple seasons, uh, they, they've been able to get the most out of Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. As long as your name is Brandon, you should be all right. Gasmani <laughs> uh, Grandal is now up. And Scott, you won for Varsho. For a second, it looked like he was going to be a little bit of a discount. Scott, you won Varsho for 10, 10. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Just for reference, because I feel like these two go around each other in, in terms of ADP. And yep. Grandal... Goes for, for nine. nine to me. Yay. All right. So this is this is going all right. I've got Grandal. I've got Pete Alonzo, Cattell Marte, Josh Donaldson, Trevor Story, Cody Bellinger, Luis Robert, Nelson Cruz. I've only got two pitchers, though. <laughs> Lucas Gilito and Rysel Iglesias. So we'll work on that. And Jack Flaherty. Uh, Chris, you threw him out there for three bucks? I think you're... Are you muted? Yeah, I think no, you're I, muted. No, I got, I got, I put in a four and it didn't take yep. it. So I think a lot okay. of people were locked out. Yep, three dollars. 
is not the most I would be willing to go for Jack Flaherty, but I probably not much more than that. <laughs> uh, I think at this point, I mean, we learned that he's been pitching through a, uh, oh, come what on. was a scapular injury in his shoulder? Um, it's called, a, in addition to having a, it's called a, slap in addition tear. to having a, in addition to having a PRP, uh, injection in his lat recently. So we know he's starting the season on the IL. I think there's a very, very high risk of the season just completely uh, imploding on Jack Flaherty, but obviously there's upside. Yeah, it's scary. Scary time right now for for Jack Flaherty. And we're going to redo that bid and we'll let you know how much he goes for. I accidentally closed the draft so- room. So I was trying to get the draft room configured here. Chris, if you could nominate Flaherty for three. But you guys mentioned the tear that was discovered in his shoulder. He's saying he's had that for years and it's nothing new. And he's kind of perturbed that the Cardinals reported it as a tear in his shoulder. I don't know if you just covered that. but yeah, I would get that that would perturb him. Um, but it's not the kind of thing that we can just overlook, I don't think. Yeah. All right, he's up to $6 now. I believe Tim Canick, who does a lot of drafts with us, I think he's a Cardinals fan. I could be wrong, but I feel like he's always going after Goldie. I think he drafted Arenado. Tim, if you're watching, let us know in the chat. You're a Cardinals fan. Jack Flaherty goes for 6 bucks, and now Chris Sale is up. So back-to-back, uh, risky, you know, some risk-reward here, starting pitchers. Uh, Chris Sale yeah. dealing with a stress stress fracture in his rib. We don't really know exactly what the timetable is for him. But he will Would start rather the year. have Chris Sale than Jack Flaherty at this point, personally. And Sale goes for five bucks, so $1 less than Jack Flaherty. You and, know, I, I think I'd still rather have Flaherty, but for this particular draft, I don't want either. There are so many starting pitchers out there still. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's actually be- a decent number of high-impact players still left. Frank, you ready? Uh-oh, don't do it. Here comes the money. Ah! <laughs> here comes the money. Here comes the money. Here it comes. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Whoa. Jeez, jump in. Jump in from 16. 1 to 16. All right, I mean, you could have them, bud. You're, you're out. I'm out. Ah. Uh. Barely had time to play the little tune there. Yeah. Wow. That went fast. Well, good knowing you, Shane McClanahan. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Winds up going for 16 to Tim, who does confirm that he is a Cardinals fan. So I know he likes Flaherty um, McClanahan quite a bit. We usually. Where do you guys have McClanahan in he, terms of dollars? 12. I'll check it out. I have him as a okay, top Sam. 30 starting pitcher. So let's see what that comes out to. Uh, I have him for 15. So he went for 16. $1 more than I'm willing to spend. There's just a few other pitchers out there that I want to target before I get to McClanahan, which I no longer can get, of course. Jonathan India is out there for nine, and that's a pretty damn good price. Go, Scotty, go! That's a good one. Got some more steals, baby. Piling up those 10 to 12 steals. You've got a lot of those guys, Scott. I know. What Feel am I that? doing? I don't I'm know. Gonna move, I'm going to move Fernando Tatis to my bench so I don't get confused and think I already have an extra shortstop. Although, 
you won't be able to bid on that, right? Yeah, I guess so, right? Because the bidding is only for your starting roster, and then we'll do a reserve yeah. draft right after this ends. Okay. So I think you've got to right. leave them somewhere in the lineup, Scott. Right, so, yeah, I'll leave them. I'll stick them. Where'd he go? No, I'll stick them in the outfield. All right, Tommy Edmond is the next I, one. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if the, the 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 room will force me to do what you guys are saying, but I'll do it just for the sake of the the draft results. Tommy Edmond currently out there for eight bucks to Chris, who needs some speed. He has a need, and he has. Oh, ooh, hoo, hoo. All right, Raz B. Don went in for nine, and then Chris back in for ten. Okay, and will it go down? It does. All right, Chris. I don't. I don't like Tommy Edmond. Uh, but yeah, I'm one. I don't have a second baseman, which is not as big of a concern. But two, I just I do need steals, and I like. I don't think he's going to steal thirty bases again. But I think he's a pretty solid bet for twenty and. Him and Yelich are the only players I feel confident will have more than 10 right now on my roster. So, yeah. Alrighty. Colton Wong is the next one up. And, oh, I had a $3 bid. He's on a guy him. who could steal 10 plus bases. Oh, yeah. He can go 15 15. It's definitely possible. It's a solid buy. Colton Wong's such a weird player. If you look at his career lines, it's like he's a different player every year. Oh, yeah. He's bounced all over the place. It's so strange. He was like a, he, he was solid player the last year for the Brewers. Yeah, he was 272, 14 homers, 12 steals. Two years before that, he was 24 steals, 11 home runs. He's had some years where he's been a good batting average guy. He's had some years where he's walked a ton. It's like there's a Xander Bogarts was like that earlier in his career where he just kind of did something different every year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a much different caliber of player there. <laughs> yeah, and what Colton Wong did Mr. last Hall of year, Famer, Xander Bogarts, <laughs> the 14, 14 homers, twelve steals for Colton Wong. He did that in only one hundred and sixteen games. So if this guy could stay yeah. healthy for you know one fifty, I mean, you know, he could be eighteen and 15, 20, maybe twenty fifteen, something like that. Uh, Nick Castellanos is out there right now. Recently signed with the Philadelphia Phillies, and much like Trevor Story, outside of going back to Cincinnati, winding up with the Philadelphia Phillies might have been the best landing spot for Nick Castellanos. That's that's the best value of the draft. $15 for Nick Castellanos. I've got him yeah. as a $26 player. Wow. Even if you guys aren't 20, as, yeah, as high as him. Yeah, that's that's a great buy. Yeah, yeah I was tempted to go 16, but that's really stretching me thin for yeah. my team if I did that. And, and this, is, this is the unique part of a salary cap and auction draft where... I'm with you, Scott. Like, same thing. I, you know, I, I wanted to go 16 on Nick Cassianos, but, you know, I've got some money budgeted for, for pitchers, and, and pitchers are just not being thrown out right now. So I don't, I don't have any other outfield spots left. <laughs> uh, Kenley Jansen now up to $10, and that's a good buy. So the fringe closers earlier on in the draft, they were inflated, and now some of the closers going at this point are, are going for very good value. So Kenley Jansen goes for the same price as. Taylor Rogers went earlier on in the draft. It's kind of a flattening of the value of closers, yeah. basically. Where, yeah, the the Rysel Iglesias and Emmanuel Classes they do go for a little more, but not the, the difference between them and the mid tier and the bottom tier isn't as wide as you see in like a snake draft. 
All right, just through Justin Verlander out there, let's let's get some pitchers on the board here, man, because it feels like a while since a lot of great pitchers left still. Yeah, like we had that little run of Flaherty, Sale, and, and McClanahan, but yeah, there's there's a lot of good pitchers left. We need pitching. I need pitching. But you're gonna get not going to be a discount on Justin Verlander, no. and there probably shouldn't be. No, I mean the way he looked in his first spring start, throwing averaging 95 with his fastball, he was basically. Looked like he did in 2015 or 2019 in, in that regard. Yep. It, throwing just as hard at 39 as he did at 36. Yeah. And he goes which for is the first big question that he had to answer. And he goes for $16, which look, Scott is the highest one of all of us in terms of ranking Justin Verlander, 79th overall. And he has him for $16. So that's about right. Yeah. I'm at a point here where I think I'm only going to buy players who are discounted, which there are sure to be players who are discounted. Uh, O'Neal Cruz is out there. Guy hit another, just a golf shot on on Monday. I mean, he's yeah. fun. He is The fun. power is stupid easy for him. Like yeah. it's, it's completely effortless. Man. You know, I don't know if he's going to be able to put that into action in games. He, his career has been very hit or miss in that regard, but yeah. Broke out last year, though. Broke yeah, out. and the underlying numbers are all, you know, from what we've heard from the minors, from what he did in his very brief major league stint last season, he seems to be in that Stanton, Judge, Vlad Jr. raw power range. Like, legitimate 70-plus grade raw power. And, you, the, the and so I want him for seven, which also gives me some stolen base potential. Yeah, the it's big good. question is when he's going to be up. So yeah. I've, I've been poring over beat writer articles for every team. And the consensus among the Pirates beat writers is that it's probably not going to be on the opening day roster, which is silly. But that is often the way it goes. How long the Pirates will be able to keep him down. Or, or you know, if, if Cruz hits like four more homers before the yeah. opening day gets here. Can they justify keeping them down at all? I think it's fair yeah. to wonder. I just put out my um, top 30 position battles for spring training for fantasy baseball purposes. <laughs> the pirate shortstop was number one. That's the one I, I mean, it, The thing is, it's not actually a position battle. It's, it's O'Neill Cruz versus the Pirates' willingness to call him up. Yep. He has played only... Like six games at AAA, so there mm-hmm. is there is certainly a development argument to make against sure. calling him up. But yeah, I mean, if, if he has a monster spring, if he continues but to have a monster spring, there's it's not be harder a, to make that argument. There's not a like, is this guy better than him argument? The Pirates don't have a reasonable option at the shortstop position that they could play over him, right? All right, while we were talking, Hassan Kim went for $3. Luis Arias went for 2 And Jazz Chisholm is currently up, and he is up to $12 thus far. And if you need speed at this point, definitely makes sense to be in on him. And that's exactly what Chris needs. <laughs> he needs some speed. And will you win him for $13? Uh, there you go. All right, Technically Chris. a discount on what I have him for. I, You know, I just dropped... Thirty dollars in a in the span of about six players on Jazz Chisholm, <laughs> O'Neill Cruz, and Tommy Edmonds. So that's not enough speed for me to win, but it's probably enough for me to stop worrying about it. 
too much, hopefully. Yeah, I was with you on Cruise. You know, I was debating. Uh, how high would you have gone for Cruise, Chris? Probably not much more than seven. I mean, I've got him ranked really high, and he's still a $7 player. You know, I've right. got him in the top 150. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I would have gone that much further. But look, there aren't a lot of stolen base threats left and pretty much all of them are outfielders at this point and i can only draft one more outfielder right so you know all right well eddie rosario goes for four dollars and now mitch garver is up mitch garver traded to the texas rangers hopefully we don't worry as much about playing time anymore and you know yeah still trying to figure out the park globe life field how does it play overall but uh, I don't think it would matter for his level of power. Like he hits, he hits shots. I, it, it certainly doesn't matter for his level of power relative to other catchers, which yeah. I think is the most important way of looking at him. Seven dollars, Frank. You won Mitch Garver for, which is fine. That was a case of I nominated Garver, even though I already have Salvador Perez and Dalton Varsho. So that was a case of me just throwing out a guy. I know I'm not going to win. Right. But I know, but like, he'll certainly go for more than a dollar just so I can drain people of money that they might spend on a player I do want to win. Yeah. No, it's smart. Um, I've, I've got two catchers now. I spent $16 total on Garver and Yasmani Grandal. And now you, Darvish, is out there. And we need some pitchers. Come on. Someone, nominate pitchers. <laughs> Darvish is up to 10. Double digits. How high will he go? Scotty's got him for 11. And now 12. I was afraid of that. Ugh. Will Scott go 13? And he will. He will. He will. I should have just gone straight to 12 instead of going to 11. And you know what's so funny, Scott, when you mentioned earlier, you bid $12 on Pablo Lopez and you said, you know, Darvish might go for $12 later on. And I did say that. <laughs> goes for $1 so I guess more. I can't feel bad about getting him for 13 Right. Uh, so the best pitchers who are left and are better than Darvish, there are a few still. Lynn. I've got Barrios, Lynn, Musgrove, Peralta, Montas. Castillo, and Rodon I have ahead of him yeah. as well. So here's one nominated right now, Lance Lynn. We'll see how much, if he does go for more than 13 Oof. And there's a jump in <laughs> to 13. Yeah. <laughs> RJ, RJ's probably watching. Uh, that's sneaky, RJ. Because he, he was, I feel like RJ was price enforcing me on <laughs> on jazz as well. Oh. <laughs> and will he get him? I get him. think so. Lance Lynn goes for $15 to RJ White. So, I, I kind of like the idea of Darvish here because it However, his season plays out, he's going to have a ton of strikeouts. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I've, the way I'm constructing my pitching staff, where I'm not going to have many high end arms, like strikeouts is the category that's going to suffer the most because of that. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a good fit for like my specific team build, even though obviously there are question marks. All right, Nixon Zell goes for two dollars, and he's part of. I guess you can call it a position battle in Cincinnati. They have four spots for, I believe, six players. They have three outfield spots and the DH. Aristides Aquino is involved. Jake Fraley, who they acquired in the Winker trade. Nixon Zell is there. 
Uh, so we shall see. It's a good ballpark still to hit in. So could have some deep sleeper appeal with one Nixon Zell or uh, Aristides Aquino. Chris Bassett is up, and he is he's up to eight dollars now with the New York Mets. Which is not a bad place to end up. It, it's, you know, it's not an amazing pitcher's park, but it's certainly not a gigantic downgrade from Oakland. And Chris Bassett goes for $10. And we mentioned when the trade happened, it's in his career, Chris Bassett has had much better numbers at home in Oco versus yeah. compared to the road. But again, it's not, it's not like a major downgrade in terms of park. City Field is still a good place to pitch, so. Solid landing spot there for Chris Bassett. And now Edwin Diaz is out there. Who's the most recent closer that went? Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen went for $10. And Edwin Diaz has surpassed that, which makes sense. I think he's uniformly ranked ahead of Kenley Jansen. I have him pretty much back-to-back. Okay. Diaz's upside is higher. Yeah, and Diaz goes for $12, um, which again, like the closers at this point are, are going for much better good, values. It's good values. Yeah. To me, Diaz is Diaz is in a similar tier as Class A, and Class A went for, I think it was like $16 earlier, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I put him in the queue instead of nominating him. All right, I nominated Freddie Peralta. Get some more pitchers out there. I'm hoping he pushes 20, because if he doesn't, I'm going to feel bad about that Darvish bid. Oh, <laughs> jump bid to 13, 14, 15. 15 to RJ White, and now up to 16, 17. All right, Scott. Yeah. You're feeling all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're feeling good. You're feeling Exhale. all right. <laughs> and I jump in at 19. Let's see. So you knew all along, Frank. Oh, yeah. You were, you were in on this. Is he your top remaining pitcher? Oh, jeez. Consensus-wise, he is. Uh, yeah. go He's not for me. Who is for you, Chris? Uh, I have Joe Musgrove just ever so slightly really? out of him, mostly because of workload. I've never heard you say anything positive about Joe Musgrove ever. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I wound up with Freddie Peralta for $21 here. Uh, more than I wanted to spend on him. He's my SP2. I've got him and, and Lucas Giolito. Um, but I, I like so Peralta. You spent quite forty-seven a bit. on Giolito and, and Peralta. Yes, and what yeah. you spent? What fifty-six? Fifty-four on Gosman and and Scherzer. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, like I said, I, you spent I think exactly twenty-one on um, Gosman on Gosman yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So he's we paid the same price for Peralta, and I I have Peralta ranked the highest of all of us. I I think he's like fifteenth or sixteenth. So mm-hmm. you worry about the innings, but man, the stuff. Stuff is filthy. Fastball, yeah. Freddie, no more. Oh, uh, Reese Hoskins four, is up. Four pitch, Freddie. Even four pitch, Freddie. Isn't that what he is now? I know he's got the slider and the curve. Let me throw a changeup occasionally. Might be it. Might be like a sub five percent pitch for him. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, so Reese, I'm willing. I'm willing to go nine dollars on a first baseman. And I could have got Reese Hoskins for nine just then. I'm not sure that was the first baseman I wanted to go nine on. Okay. There were there there are still better ones. Uh Freddie Peralta. Ten percent yeah. of the time through a changeup last year. That's pretty good. Four pitch Freddie. I like the sound of Four that. Four pitch Freddie. <laughs> Adam Wainwright's up. No surprise. 
Scott's got the top bid, seven bucks. And going once, going twice. Gold. Scotty gets him. Seven bucks. Happy with that. Happy with that. All right. Let's uh let's check in on the team, Scott. We haven't looked in in a little while. You've got two catchers. You got Perez and Varsho. You got Jonathan India for nine, Devers for thirty-five, Baez for fifteen, Teoscar Hernandez for twenty-five, Reynolds for sixteen, Tatis for seventeen. Now Eloy Jimenez is thrown out there. And then you've got four pitchers. You got Adam Wainwright, Zach Wheeler, you Darvish, and Pablo Lopez. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had a freak out yet. It's pretty good for me. <laughs> Not it's, yet. It's I I guess under delivering to our audience. <laughs> we've got to keep going then. I mean, we've got to keep going until we get at least one. <laughs> one Scott meltdown. <laughs> I, I came close at the very start when we got through all the first round hitters and I hadn't purchased one yet. I was, yeah, so Scott has like one fringe ish first rounder. But you're definitely going more for a balanced approach rather than any kind of stars and scrubs. Yeah, I mean, there are going to be some scrubs on my team still, <laughs> um, because I got a lot of like. Like I didn't, I didn't I mean a, to imply I got a lot that of, there wouldn't be scrubs. I got a lot of like round three through seven players, and could get more of those mm-hmm. still. But, but yeah, um, it's not necessarily the way I wanted to do it. But that's that's. That's where you have to read the room and, and adjust mid-flight. It's it's like we talked about um, when was I that? Just we talked about up. Tuesday. <laughs> Chris, you won. I just screwed up. You won David time. Fletcher for a buck. <laughs> I just screwed up big time. <laughs> Why? That's a disaster. Why did you do that? I just oh. used my DH spot on David Fletcher. <laughs> that is a disaster. Oh did my think, god! Do you think somebody was going to bid you up? Uh, was that the thinking or did you just what happened? I just didn't I just didn't think that about the fact that I had already filled up my middle infield spot oh oh geez oh, man that is yeah. <sighs> you, oh no you can't do that never mind alright who had Chris freaking out before Scott <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you can move Tommy Edmond to the outfield but you can't because you filled your outfield I can't <laughs> My, yeah. my yeah no this is oh wait no oh. i can't no oh nope. man all right so here's what's happening the I'm screwed i mentioned pitchers weren't thrown out for a long time and it feels like now everyone was waiting for these pitchers collectively and now they're going for maybe even too much money so dylan cease goes for 19 i spent 21 on on freddie peralta it's more than i wanted to spend on him so we're all kind of doing the same thing we're waiting for pitchers to get thrown out there and they're going for a lot so Mm-hmm. Dylan Cease for 19. Uh, I, I don't think I mentioned it, but Eli Jimenez went for 15. It's, it's a great price. It's just right now I can't afford to jump in on a $15 outfielder. I, I need more pitching. So uh, I could not bid on my man Eloy Jimenez, unfortunately. Did get him on tout words, though. Happy about that. Uh, DJ LeMahieu. You know, we haven't talked about DJ LeMahieu recently, and the Yankees kind of have a logjam going on because they've got Glaber at second. They have uh, Isaiah Kiner-Fleffer at short. They've got Josh Donaldson at third. Uh, they have Anthony Rizzo now at first base. Stanton will probably move between left field and DH. I I mean, I don't, is DJ LeMahieu just going to be like a utility guy to start the season if they don't trade somebody? It seems weird. 
Yeah, it seems like he'd have to be, right? Unless they're planning to DH Donaldson some and play Stanton in the outfield, which would force one of Judge or Gallo into center field. I mean, who's their projected center fielder right now? Aaron Hicks? It's Aaron That's Hicks. Terrible. I mean, That's terrible. Judge and Gallo are capable of playing center field. I, I just don't know how often they actually want to do that. So, Yeah. And, and I don't think Aaron Hicks is so bad. Come on, Scott. You were a little mean about it, you know? <laughs> well, it's most it's you can't rely like that can't be your primary answer. Yeah, at center field at this point, and they probably given how much he struggled to stay healthy. Yeah, I don't think they want to play him every day either. So it's a fair point. But yeah, I'm a little worried about DJ. Lem- like DJ Lemay, he's going to play a ton, but mm-hmm. if he doesn't play every single day, given that he's already. You know, you're really counting on you're relying on counting stats with him because there's not much power probably and there's not much speed. It could be a problem for his fantasy value. So I have I have almost zero interest in DJ LeMahieu at this point. All right, LeMahieu went for three bucks. Joey Votto was the next buy at ten dollars, and now Jose Barrios is out there at nineteen, which yeah makes sense. That, um, that thirteen dollar bid on you, Darvish, is turning out okay. Yep. However, I will say Joey Votto going for 10 makes me a little more nervous about passing up Reese Hoskins for 9 because I wasn't willing to go 11 on Votto. So, first base. It's getting a little getting a little scary for me. <laughs> started It started when I didn't win Freddie Freeman and has continued throughout the salary draft. All right, CJ Abrams, one of the top prospects in the Padres organization, goes for $2, and he's already got two home runs in spring training. I know that there's a Tatis injury. I don't think that they're going to... Look, the Padres have been an aggressive organization with their prospects. I don't think that they're going to rush him just because of the Tatis injury, but maybe they proved me wrong. Who knows? Ha-Song Kim, I'm not sure there's anything there, you know? Right. So... I think it's worth, you know, giving one more, you know, look. It's his, it was his first year in the States last season, so I don't want to write him off. But yeah, the what we saw last year was not, um, there wasn't much promising about it. Defensively, there, he was good. And Lourdes Guriel goes to me for $6, which I'm very happy with. Yeah, mm-hmm. solid buy. I wrote him down for Not better than David Fletcher for a dollar. Wrote him down for eight to ten. <laughs> so I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shame spiraling, guys. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo is the next player out there for a dollar. Yeah, I was about to say someone bid. I think too. I think Chris was a little too gleeful at the prospect of the Scott White meltdown. So now this is this <laughs> I, is karma. Yeah, this karma. feels. This feels karmic for sure. <laughs> I've got thirty five dollars left, and I've got a lot of pitcher spots. So. I think I probably got to cool it with the hitters. And Anthony Rizzo is up. He's going for about $4. Uh, Chris, let's check in on your team. I think we're probably going to wrap up the podcast side of things. We'll keep rolling here on YouTube. Uh, But let's check in on your team here, Chris, and see what you got. No catchers, no first base, but you've got Tommy Edmond for 10, Manny Machado at 32, O'Neal Cruz is your shortstop at 7, Jazz Chisholm is your middle infielder. I guess those are interchangeable for 13. Then you've got Pollock for two, Yelich for 13, Springer for 28, Marcelo Zuna for nine, Juan Soto for 44, and then David Fletcher as your utility bat for a. Buck. You know what it was? It's just I went through a period where I was adding guys to my queue for speed, and then I drafted three of them and just 
I'm sort of absent-minded at times, guys, <laughs> and uh, it came back to bite me. All right, and you've got Max Scherzer for 33 and Kevin Gosman for 21. So two pitchers thus far for $54 combined, as you mentioned. And hey, that's what you said you like to do. You want to get two aces and then, you know, fill in the rest of your spots for about 30 bucks. And it seems like that's probably what you're going to have to do here, Chris. It's easy to be absent-minded when you're podcasting while it's happening. I think 100%. Just got too cute. Just one of... One of the first times we broadcasted a mock draft like this a very long time ago, like over 10 years ago, I'd, I'd like filled my shortstop spot with Hanley Ramirez or Troy Tulowitzki's, somebody really early on. And then I, 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 I kind of reached for Steven Drew later on. And, and I was so mad. And the fact, <laughs> the fact that I remember that all these years later tells you just how mad I was. Yeah. Let's, let's hit one more. Uh, salary cap draft story before we wrap up here. I'll never forget, Scott, when I was when I was just listening to the podcast. I the the you versus Nando Defino for oh for Jed God. Jerko, and you were you were trying to price him up because you knew he loved Jed Jerko, and then I think you wound up with him for like uh, eighteen or twenty dollars or something like that. It was oh man, that was yeah, it was fun to listen to at the time, man. It was great stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely memorable. And and the thing about it is, it wasn't just I knew Nando loved Jed Jerko. I knew Nando, and I knew when he loved somebody, he would stop at nothing to get him. And I was kind of like flaunting it in his face and everything. And he totally. <laughs> <laughs> and and what made it what also made it so bad is I went with this really aggressive strategy early on and spent like a combined one hundred twenty dollars on Mike Trout and Miguel Cabrera, the top two players at the time. So I had to be really careful with my bidding from there on out. And I go and spend like $24 on Jed Jerko. It was a disaster. <laughs> uh, let's catch everybody up. After I got Guriel for six, Anthony Rizzo goes for five. Blake Snell goes for 12. RJ threw Joe Adele out for two. I had the quick bid at three. I thought I would get him. Tim Canick sneaks in, gets Joe Adele for four. And I wanted Adele, but again, got to save my money for pitching, so... I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll regret it. He hit a bomb over the weekend. Um, so good to see there from our guy, Joe Adele. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap up on the podcast side of things. This will be part two. But if you are listening and you want to find out the results, the the rest of what we've got going on with the salary cap draft, you can check us out on YouTube. We're going to keep it rolling there. Uh, Scott, will the results be on the website as well? Uh, yeah, they should be by Tuesday morning. All right. So we've covered a lot of players thus far. Um But if you want to see the rest of the results, you can find them on the site or again on YouTube. We're going to wrap up the podcast feed there. Hour two is in the books and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye.